0: Welcome back to Check Please, the d Podcast. Last time, the group finally came face-to-face with the mysterious Glarv, a powerful demonic being bent on the destruction of Vil. After narrowly escaping, the group took the Council of Corona and learned that they would need to journey to the world that Glarv came from to find his total. But in order to do this, they would need to travel to the far-off nation of Dereham. A lot of you are standing inside the Circle of Stones. Vera has activated the gate in the way that was shown to her by Corona. And winds are kicking up and circling all around you as if you're in the center of a tornado. You get the strange lurch sensation in your gut as you feel like you're being pulled somewhere else very quickly. And you feel the world start to settle back down around you. And right before it finishes, something wrenches all of you to the side at the last second.
1: What? Something definitely
0: went wrong because something wrenched all of you. You all kind of stumble and fall down as if something just pushed all of you in a different direction. Okay. The winds die down and you are no longer in the center of a circle of stones. You find yourselves in a bit of a barren wasteland. What? How barren? Can we see in color? Yes, you can see in color. Okay,
1: so we're not in the Deadlands.
0: The ground is dry and gravelly. There's scrub brush every so often. There's a tree every here and there. And the ground is relatively hilly. There's maybe one or two clouds in the sky, and it's almost midday. So the sun is high in the sky,
2: and it is somewhat hot where you are currently. We just left our cart back there, didn't we, with all our stuff in it?
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, no, Corona said he'd take care of it.
2: You hear a yeah, voice.
0: I... In fact, you hear three voices oh. speaking semi in unison. Visitors, travelers, interlopers, welcome, greetings, leave.
3: You will make a fine prey.
0: A fine prey.
3: Death is looking.
0: It is searching. It will find you. This place
2: will be your end, your grave, your doom. Okay, I think we found hell.
1: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Calm down. What do these people look like?
0: They're just disembodied voices. Oh! All three of the voices begin to cackle in unison. Sorry, I wasn't going to do an echoey cackle. I, I just
1: thank you. Don't know if
0: I had it in me. <laughs> <laughs> I could. <laughs> so the three voices begin to cackle and sort of fade into nothingness
1: so we're nowhere close to the circle where we're supposed to be
0: yeah i mean you should have materialized in a, in a litho gate
1: can we figure out where we are
0: i mean you've got very little in the way of bearings right now
2: yeah and okay. the way
0: these litho gates yes, work can. is it's a very large travel network so you have no idea you could be anywhere on the planet
3: Vera's just slapping the ground, trying to activate.
0: Vera, I mean, what just I happened? We can, I, I, know I we don't know.
3: Where we are. You know how to find out where we are? Yeah, Well, relatively. Does anyone have an
2: effect from someone else that they keep on their person A what? Look, we uh, pull out the compass that Heldegard gave me. You, you oh. See? Oh, shit, yes. You have something from someone that you know where they are. Oh, uh. oh shoot, do I have anything from... Oh, God, it's been so long. I guess I'll snip my tie and put that in there.
1: Like reverse using happens. a compass. I think I think we can still assume we're to the east of everything. We can, maybe we can
4: but guys, the world is round. Uh, don't so say boring.
2: stupid things, Marcus. Yeah, what are you, some kind of idiot? It's just a sphere. <laughs> Didn't you go
1: to school? Wait, wait, wait. No, I think he said a spear, like a long pointed object.
3: I mean, it'd make more sense than a sphere, right? Yeah. But we all know it's uh, flat. It's all yeah.
4: Oh, you he didn't help me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Question though is, is the pack empathy between Marcus and Lavette still going? There's I mean, if you empathy? cast it
0: today, then yeah, it's probably still up.
2: Yeah, that's what I figured <clears throat> I just wanted to
0: make sure. So you look around and you see very little in the way of natural objects. Just the ground is gravelly and sort of yellowed, and Karis is vomiting.
1: Oh no! Marcus, uh, your ickiness. My, my, my ickiness? No, cure Kyrus's icny, ickiness. Oh, cure uh, sickness or whatever. Ooh. Do we have any ginger?
4: Can I do a skill check on that? See what it's...
1: Yeah, like? sure.
2: Give me a heal check. That's fine. I held something valid. Huh. Different than
1: 16. Than
0: kills, as far as you can tell, it's probably just some nausea from the lurch. It's just sort of motion sickness <laughs> is the best you can tell.
4: They'll they'll be fine. Just, anybody got some, like, ginger on them? It'll help. Any more? So... No, I already
2: gave all of those to
3: Terra.
1: What happened? I don't know. The rocks are broken, apparently. The...
2: <sighs> so, kind of a side thing. Pack Empathy is still going. Then Levetta's probably grabbed Marcus's hand without thinking about it at some point. I don't Agreed. know. She probably wouldn't have been conscious of it until people were looking at them.
1: Soul's busy trying to figure out if they need to be mad I at Vera. <laughs> <laughs> the They're moment,
4: like, uh, Did you do
1: this on purpose? <laughs>
4: Marcus unconsciously just takes the hand and holds it very tightly as more of a reflex. (laughs) I thought those were supposed to travel along ley lines.
1: So does that mean we're still on a ley line somehow? I can't tell that. Ask the druid. I feel like we got hit. Druid. How am I
3: supposed to know this?
1: You're smart. Since when? You've always been smart. You bent down doors. You've done so many cool things. Marcus just rolled for knowledge planes, then got a 24.
0: Okay, you think you're still on the prime material plane. You don't think you plane jumped. So That's pretty much a Why are you holding my hand?
4: Uh, um, no, 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 no. Um, no reason. What are you thinking?
1: Soul snaps their head back when they hear that. What? Huh? What? What? You um, guys are holding. Hands no now? We're not. Yeah. I uh, look a distraction. Soul makes direct eye contact.
3: Vera <laughs> looks the other way. Whatever. It was.
1: Vera <laughs> <laughs> Bar- 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 goes to look at what it was.
3: Karis pukes again.
2: It's just Bar just stares off in the distance somewhere. Like I'm not looking at them though. Karis my- waves my- you away.
4: Okay,
1: Are you okay, Karis? You good? Let's just, just wait until she feels better, guys. I just
0: need a minute and some water. Yeah. I'll-
1: oh, Vera, create water. Oh yes. Uh,
3: I'll- <laughs> create some water in a bottle.
1: I was hoping you'd just like. Just, really? just throw a gallon oh, water.
3: Out of water at her face. <laughs> just, just dredge their head.
1: I think it'd be funnier. That's but usually what I do. You're smarter. <laughs> you're smarter than how I deal with things.
3: <laughs> Does this area look in any way familiar? Do I know? Have no. I ever been. Okay. It doesn't really
0: look familiar. You really have no concept of where you could be. The sun's almost directly overhead, so. It's hot. It's pretty parched out here, and hilly and the hills are sort of rocky you're not entirely sure where you could be you don't see any mountains either there's just hills mm. there's no other landscape that you can see from here you're sort of at a low point between some hills
3: and there's nothing in our vicinity right now like we were in the Stonehenge, hedge right place yeah you before. were
0: yeah you were in that litho gate and now there's just nothing around you
3: okay mm.
0: I, look i don't understand the way that ley lines work so is this is this a ley line
3: i mean i don't know
1: I think everyone's just instinctively probably looking at
3: Vera. Is there something I could roll like yeah. nature check yeah, to see if I know... no
0: Yes, knowledge of nature.
1: Andru it.
3: Oh, 10.
0: Do you have detect magic as well?
3: Me? Yeah. Are oh, you talking about like the spell? Yeah. Yeah. No. I do. I, I do. I don't. I do. I don't believe I don't know if Everyone except Vera does. Okay,
0: it's fine. Marcus has both knowledge of nature and the detect magic spell currently. Um,
1: oh why? So yes. <laughs> Okay.
0: <laughs> So, wow, all right. for
1: nature, for me. so
0: soul and Marcus, you guys both detect something strange when you're looking at the area and trying to determine what the natural effect of it is, and that is that it definitely does not exist on a ley line, but you feel the presence of one was here recently, if that makes any sense.
1: No. Okay. Okay, I'm going to use my eye with detect magic then. Mm-hmm.
0: You see the area around you is dissipating. There was a lot of nature magic here a few minutes ago, and it is rapidly
1: vanishing. Oh, shit. What's Uh, going on? Everything's dying right
4: now? Like, it was green. (laughs) No. We got knocked out of the ley line, and we landed here, but the residual magic that brought us here is dissipating. We need to try to tap into it to get the fuck out of here. Right now. How do we do that? How do we do that?
1: Yeah, Vera? Use your hands.
4: <laughs> Wiggle the
1: fingers, I don't know. Uh,
0: do you have a spare litho gate sitting around, guys?
1: Yeah, I don't think we Fuck!
2: Uh hold on. We get Glow us. Get go,
1: can... Get... Girl can only transport three people at a time, and I don't think I can just ask him willy nilly to like my trans- willy-nilly. <laughs> can, he can't I can, get Karis can... though. Oh, so this is true. I could do stone
4: shield and make a stone. Maybe that'll help. I don't know.
3: We're all very impressed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we it's start a, it's walking idea. in oh. a more <laughs> magical direction?
4: Why doesn't someone fly up really high and see which way we should go?
1: Okay.
2: Okay. I'll do that. <laughs> I think I've still got the wings. I didn't really get them rid of them. Well, we have rested since, but I'll do that now. Detach Archie's wings. Also, bad news. We have the dog with us. I had Archibald bring his dog this time, because I didn't want him to become that other guy's dog. I didn't want his dog to bond with the other dude. Why is that bad news? Because this is a bad time to have a dog with us. <laughs> you think? Archie's holding a tiny puppy. Well, I mean, how long has it been? How big is this dog? When did you get zero? At Christmas. <laughs> Not Christmas.
1: The winter solstice. Oh, okay. Solstice, yeah. December 21st. So... It's been a little over a month. Yeah.
2: So he's getting big. He... He's a village shepherd. She is a Villa shepherd. sorry. Sorry, Zero. <laughs> She's going to be as big as I am. <laughs> All right, so Levite is flying up? Yeah, and I will use my scope to survey the area at a distance. Right,
0: make a perception check and a fly check.
2: Oh, right. no. Fly first. My first check is a 5 plus 6, so 11. You're definitely on the right start. Okay, you do
0: your best. Once you get above about 10 feet off the ground, you get over sort of the lip of some of these hills, and there is a pretty strong wall of wind up there.
2: All right. Well, I'm and not going to try and do anything crazy.
0: Yeah, so any, pretty much anything above 10 feet, you start to get hit with wind, and the higher you go, the stronger it becomes. Oh, shit. Higher than 10 feet.
2: Yeah.
1: Notably, very tall for you.
2: All right, I'm going to actually do the opposite of that. I am going to do something crazy. <laughs> I'm going to try and keep going. I'm gonna yell down, or better yet, I'll cast message. Point the antenna down towards Soul and speak in my receiver. I'll be like, uh, can someone get Lavi to catch me? Just, just be ready.
1: Archie, give me the dog. You need to catch Lavette.
2: Archie nods. All right. Yeah. So I'll, I'll try to keep climbing. Do I need another? Oh,
1: oh, I'm sorry, Archie. I I can't. Um. Ah, fuck it. Soul cast tongue. Could you say that one more time for me, Archie? <laughs> so wait did you
0: cast tongues on archie or on yourself on myself okay wait you can, can cast, i cast it
1: ca- on him yes <gasps> i'm casting it on him
2: uh, it, no it makes him understand our languages don't do that no
1: he can talk then tongues i'm let looking you it stand. up
2: looking it up it important. lets you say it speak, it lets you speak and, and understand. understand
1: yep
4: oh so, okay then so who are you casting tongues on
1: i'm casting it on archie <laughs>
4: Oh man, I am excited for this. I am pretty excited too.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Archie, can you repeat that one more time for me?
4: Oh, oh boy, hold on guys. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm
0: so excited. sighs> oh man. Hmm. So the thought flashed in my head was, should I have him have like a suave, debonair British accent? <laughs> sound really cool? Should I or have like him sound a- like a gentleman with classical music behind him? And then I realized that I would rather have him talk like this. So, re- repeat what you were saying to him.
1: Archie, could you repeat that to me one more time? Sorry, I didn't understand you.
0: Oh, no problem. Here. I need you to hold this. Okay.
1: Soul grabs the dog. Thank you. You are
4: quite welcome,
1: Soul. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Marcus's jaw is on the
1: This is the best
2: thing. Marcus, since we still got the pack empathy going, you're going to feel some serious emotions from that.
1: (laughs) Can you explain the emotions for him so that he's not assuming? I'm
2: thinking about it. I'm trying to articulate it. I mean, just like excitement and love for her little robot boy. Oh, I can totally feel it. This is a confabulation of emotions. All right. And now I will ascend or attempt to ascend.
4: All righty. So
0: make another fly check.
2: To attempt to ascend,
0: and high winds. Okay. got an 18 adjusted. So Mm -hmm. you take off a bit higher. The winds continue to get nasty. Uh, Apparently wherever this is, it just does not have calm winds anywhere. So you move up, and you're sort of trying to hover, but you're not really able to in the high winds. So you're sort of flying up, and you're sort of being blown away from the rest of the party and uh, Archie is trying to stay as close to under you as possible. But while you're up here, go ahead and make a perception check with your looking glass to try to look around and see the surrounding area. Okay, okay. Comes up to a 16. Okay. You use your looking glass and you look around, and it looks like, as far as the eye can see, is this sort of hilly, rocky terrain. You think that... It ends at the horizon in all directions. So it looks like you're like smack in the middle of some sort of wasteland. You're not exactly sure how far it is exactly to the edge of this thing, but it does look like it ends if you were to head in any direction. As you're looking around, though, you, you yeah, with that perception, you're just not really able to see anything of note, sadly. Other well, than the fact that the wasteland does end. You're not like in some sort of endless hell
2: waste. Well, Marcus is going to. Definitely the pa- feel the pangs of dread before I make my way back down. Mm, yes, but I'll try to descend as safely as I can and try to aim towards Archie.
4: Marcus is small. Marcus doesn't like heights. That too. Marcus likes ground.
1: Mar- Marcus, look at the puppy. Come on, are you okay? Mm, he's small. Yeah, he's just like you. Is small. <laughs> it's cute, just like you. You know.
4: A little bit turns red. How hot is it here, by the way? It's warm. It's not desert hot, it's just like... No,
0: it's not desert hot. I would say it's probably close to
1: 90 degrees. So uncomfortable, it's, though. It's uncomfortably hot. Yeah, And it's, it's that, Florida during this time? In,
4: the, in It's Florida in the fall.
1: Or, you know, the Midwest in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty hot out. Uh, it's enough it's, Oh god, we're in winter clothes!
0: It's like 2.30pm. <gasps> yeah, it's pretty... You guys are not dressed for this heat. Well, I don't
1: really I'm taking my thinking. shawl off and putting it on my hips at least.
4: Marcus is prepared. <laughs> you Breathe. sure are. Marcus is nuts <laughs> <laughs> Clang.
1: Ugh, so much sweat happening.
4: Do you see anything up there? Oh. oh, princess. I thought princesses don't sweat. I thought they glisten.
2: Sorry, Marcus is a little sassy right now. Do I need to roll to descend? I am
4: ready to catch you, Master.
2: Okay. Well, I'll descend as safely as I can. Do I need a roll to do that?
0: Yeah, fly check. Yes. Okay, that was another 18. All right, 18 is successful, so you come in for a landing. You come down and you land right into uh, Archie's arms, and then he promptly sets you down.
2: How are you enjoying this speech? Do you notice a difference? I do not understand. Oh, so this okay. Uh, you are just coming through much more clearly for the rest of us, so I'll manage to do a little tune-up, it seems.
1: It'll only last ten minutes over an hour.
4: <sighs> Marcus,
1: ten. you okay? It would be nice for him to be able to communicate with the rest
4: of us on a permanent basis.
1: Well, technically, tongues can be permanent with a permanency spell. I don't exactly know how to go about that, but I know it's possible to give that to him. So don't count it out too far ahead of time. It'll just take a little while and a little bit of research. Ooh, maybe wherever we're going next has a library.
3: Wherever it is, we are going.
1: <laughs> God, I hope we're going somewhere, at least.
3: Did you see anything,
1: Livet?
2: She says t- that, and her eyes just kind of go wide, and she goes near like a thousand-yard stare.
1: Uh, like,
2: i uh, no. I did not see anything, though, lady. is that we are not on another plane, Malikos says right about that but unless we have something that moves really fast, we might as well be.
1: So should we just start walking?
3: I mean, there's no use just standing here.
1: True. Karis, how you feeling? I,
3: I can walk if we have to. Okay. Well,
2: uh, I could build us some temporary transportation, but uh, I cannot operate it and activate at the same time. There's not enough room on this gunnet, so I'd have to pull him up.
1: Should I send dancing lights up into the sky really bright? Like a SOS signal or something?
2: That might call something bad to us. I think uh, we should assume that we are on that one. Do we even know what those three
0: voices were?
1: It's <laughs> lady really hoping you would you know. Nope! Probably someone who hates our guts. <laughs> Everyone seems
0: to. Add it to the list, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah pretty cool. much.
2: So do we do we pick a direction or what?
1: Well how did the compass work? Lavette, you said you were going to check it.
2: Yeah, I did check it. So where did it point?
0: Okay, so just to be clear, you put uh, one of your items into the compass.
2: So that is supposed scarf. to point toward what? The owner of that item, which okay. initially the scarf belonged to my grandfather, we found out. Cause it kept oh, on his okay. So it should point
0: to your grandfather. All right, oh, in that case.
1: Okay.
2: So, okay.
0: yeah, if so if the tie belonged to your grandfather <gasps> and you still believe it belongs to your grandfather, then... Right,
2: well... That's how it's worked before. Yeah, so you place that in the compass, and it is going to point east-southeast. Right. And so I'm assuming that pointing that direction means now I know which direction is east-southeast, which means I can extrapolate which direction is north. Well, I mean, it doesn't... Well, I I guess that...
1: In in a way, it's like reverse engineering a normal compass. I don't know if
0: the compass actually would... It it just points in a direction. But you know which way north is, I guess,
2: if you have a compass. We know which way north is, and we know which way... We are traveling. It is most likely east of us, so this is most likely going east, which means I don't, I don't Someone have a map?
3: Oh, yes, here it is. We're here. We're right in the middle of nowhere.
2: <laughs> Vera! Thanks, Lil. You're a team player. <laughs> Thanks. I scowl.
4: Scowl oh. at Vera.
1: So let's walk west?
0: So you know that you're... You, that, um...
4: uh, what's the Red Plains?
2: Uh, red not the Red Plains are plains. They're they're where we went.
1: That's were, where we went for the centaur.
2: Yeah, yeah, the Red oh, Plains is centaur
0: territory. Right, 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 right.
2: It's where you met. It's where we met makes a lot years. of noise.
4: Yeah. Yeah, no, I re- yeah. I, yeah.
2: Our first waifu.
3: Jeez. Okay. Well, um, Siva was
2: the first waifu.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I, you're yeah. Right. I agree. She predated me, so.
1: <laughs>
3: now, she's an independent woman who don't need no man. <laughs> <That's> very true.
1: <laughs> she really don't need no man.
3: <laughs>
0: Wait, were the of, last oh, one that touched Great Vale. What? Yeah, you, the, um... you started at the Great Vale, correct. Okay. Today.
4: And we tried to go to the... Z- you tried to go to
0: the Druid Circle in Parthenay, yeah. Which is so, far to the west, northwest.
3: Yeah. Question. So the compass was pointed in to the east for where the cabin was? Forward. Yeah. Okay. Mostly
2: east, a little bit south. So, I think we're in that big black spot. What if, hypothetically... We are exactly where we're supposed to be, and what we're where we're supposed to be just isn't so.
3: Well, then we'll be able to tell based on the compass, right? If we well, start yeah. moving, maybe. Eh.
2: Well,
1: move yes. I
3: we, may as well start moving.
1: I don't see a point of just standing around. I think we should start walking
4: towards at least the direction that we know. I mean, this is. I'll this start is just The
0: biggest yeah, map that I have walking. to show you guys. <laughs> okay.
4: So you could technically be
0: further than this. You don't know. This is just the furthest zoomed out map I can show you.
1: Souls walking with Vera.
0: This is sort of the world as you know it. You know there's stuff beyond these borders on this map, but you just don't really know of them. So which direction are you guys walking?
3: West.
1: Or what we assume is west, at least. You want to head west. Okay.
0: All right. So you guys begin to travel west, and you get over the first set of hills, and the next small valley is crisscrossed with these sort of Furrows in the ground. Furrow. Yeah, almost as if someone dug a trench, sort of, in the area, and it's just like crisscrossed, and it, there's almost no pattern to it. But it's just these large furrows dug across the valley.
3: I'd like to investigate those. Okay. See if I can tell anything from, like, if they're dug by people or if it was something much larger.
0: Sure. Make a knowledge nature.
1: This is the best thing. <laughs>
3: No, it's not.
1: It's a 17. (laughs) 17. All right,
0: Vera, they look almost like the remains of very large tunnels, right? Like if a groundhog were to dig underground, it would sort of do the same thing to the ground.
3: Would it be like a giant worm?
0: Could be. But you think it could be, instead of like an agricultural byproduct, you think this is possibly some sort of tunneling creature
3: living in this area.
1: Is there a knowledge animals?
3: (laughs) Also, I'd like to say, based on my knowledge of vermin, mm-hmm. does it look similar, but at a larger scale?
0: Specifically vermin burrows? It looks like, like, as in,
3: like, insects?
0: It's hard to tell if it's an insect or not. It's definitely bigger than an insect. I mean, the, the trenches that whatever Doug this is leaving behind are about five feet wide. Mm-hmm. So Oof. it's fairly sizable, whatever it is.
3: We should definitely be cautious in this area. I don't know exactly what caused this. But I mean, I'm pretty sure. sure it's some kind of creature. Shut up, Lovette.
0: <laughs> Jesus. I didn't even hear what Lovette said.
3: <laughs> being sassy over
1: there.
3: Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm terrified like now. Just keep a lookout. Yeah. Should be fine.
1: Lovette, why don't you fly above the burrows it's just really in case? Windy.
2: It is really dangerous up there.
1: I just mean slightly above them, just so you're not touching the dirt.
2: Why? Why? Do you think it's going to happen if I What if, like, a
1: giant worm comes up and it comes and <laughs> grabs you? Ah! <laughs> hey, wait, babe.
2: So I'll fly. So I'm on, like, eye level with Sol. Kind of hover.
4: Okay. Great. This makes Marcus the shortest person in the party. Sol picks up Marcus.
1: Order. Yeah. Because Archie has the dog now. Sure. Okay. You guys yeah.
0: continue to walk along. And you walk down the slope of the hill and into the valley, walking across some of these furrows. Make perception checks.
1: Okay. okay. Oh, fuck.
3: 17. Pretty bad.
1: Ooh, 16 2 for me. <laughs>
3: got a 10 total.
1: Marcus is the worst with a 7. Did any of us know this? <laughs>
2: no. Nobody rolled above a 10 with the die itself. All right. That's insane.
0: So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share a map. Boom. So, is holding Marcus, that's why Marcus is there. Archie is going to be somewhat near Levette. so let's move everybody into the middle, roughly. And what is going to happen is, as you guys are walking, you get a feeling, but it's a little bit too late, of the ground moving. Good call. And you kind of notice, you look to the right, you feel something moving, and, and you look around... And those of you that look to the right, you see the ground lift up um, about 15 feet to the north of where you're all standing, and you see a creature burst out of the ground and make some attacks. So what this thing looks like, it's almost like a rhinoceros, but without a horn. A hippo? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Kind of. Probably a poor description. It's a naked mole rat?
1: Tremors? Oh
0: god. Not quite. So it's covered in armor plates. It's got large claws to dig through the ground, and it has a massive mouth. Jesus Christ. It looks almost like a fish with an exoskeleton. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it sort of swims through the ground, as it moves. So anyway, it's going to pop out of the ground and it's going to move down and it's going to attack Archie. <laughs> initially.
4: A bu, a bulet? Did wait, didn't I fight one of these things? Probably. Oh, Gar- did you,
3: Marcus?
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, shit.
2: Okay. Well, don't worry about it, Garvin. You so, live all the tail. So it pops out of the
0: ground and takes a bite out of Archie, who is currently holding Zero. <gasps> Luckily, Zero is in its left arm, and it's Archie's right arm that gets bit. He takes 14 points of damage and is taking more time to like carefully set the dog down away from the bullet than it is to like defend oh. itself. So we're going to roll initiatives now. All right, and the bullet gets first initiative. That's lovely. Okay, so it's going to make a full attack against Archie. Looks like it hits with a bite and a claw attack.
4: Oh, no!
2: And Archie's down. So he almost immediately <laughs> destroys Archibald. Well, Carbon. wait, well, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm using my my oh okay lifelink once he... He's at negative one, so do you want to... If he's right. a negative one, then yeah, I'll take the one. I can't make him have more than one. Okay, so I'm going to take him to fifty nine and
0: give you two damage. All right, all right. So he's still up, then that moves us onto Garbin. Garbin, you're being Mark held, Jesus, Marcus, Marcus, You're being held by Soul. This thing just burst out of the ground and just ripped Archie down.
1: What? What do we do? Ooh, ooh, ooh.
4: I would ride on your shoulders, but no, you don't like that.
1: I. I... Uh, oh, the um, the time.
2: we've still got that pack empathy going, so you have all that <laughs> man going through you. Soul yeah, has
1: right released here. Marcus. Me! <laughs> <Wee>! That's <laughs> like a. a like my a boy!
2: Channel heal! Out of character recommendation, unoccupy soul space so that you guys aren't dying.
1: Heal! Yeah, boy! 17, very nice. Alright. <sighs>
4: yeah, but that ain't gonna help him later on. With <laughs> that thing standing right there.
1: Okay. Right.
4: That's my turn. You got it,
0: Levette. You're up. You're ten feet all off right. the ground. Archie's right near you.
2: Drop to the ground in five foot step. Then I'll do that. And that'll just take up my movement. Yeah. And then I will cast full strength. Place the film in one of the things. And
0: okay. Just just... So go ahead and apply that to Archie. Gotcha. There we go. Alright. I think that's
2: all you can do.
1: Worst field trip out of Ville ever. Yeah. I
2: don't know the other one was bloody bad.
1: Agreed. Alright. Archibald.
2: Well... It's a good thing he goes right now, because it's time for him to make his full attack. He's just going to bunch the ship out of this. I'm going to go with the not power punches, because I have a feeling this guy packs the AC. Well, that was a natural 20 for one of those attacks. I don't know if it confirmed.
0: Okay, your rolls were 20 and 7. The seven's going to miss, a uh, 19 adjusted. The 20 adjusted is a 32, which of course is a critical threat. The confirmation roll was a 28, which is a confirmed critical.
1: Actually, be a good card. Actually, be a good card.
0: So, bludgeoning critical. One punch. One
1: punch, that'd be so cool.
0: (laughs) Roll a d6, please. Okay. And now drop your damage die onto the boulet. Oh, yeah. All right. So, your critical card is called Low Blow. And what it's going to do is it is going to apply the sickened condition to the boulet. For the next four rounds,
4: nice. You punched him in the dick.
0: Yeah, pretty much. You strike him in the soft underbelly, and he's definitely not
2: feeling good right now. And the wings also got two attacks. I don't think that they're have a chance of hitting him unless they're critical. So I'm actually you may as well, right? Or unless you're worried about critical miss. Well, yeah, uh, I'm not worried about it. But thank you
1: for not jinxing
0: it. Both miss. (laughs) Alright. so that will take us on to Vera.
3: All right, what do I know about this creature?
0: Give me a knowledge of nature, and I'll tell you what you know about it.
3: As a 22.
0: Excellent. So you know that a boulet or boulet, is a burrowing creature that hunts by trimmer scents, typically lives in arid or wasteland conditions, anywhere where there's like a loose soil, like a sand or gravel-based soil. They are capable of leaping out of the ground when they enter combat to make a dramatic attack to start their battle with. You know that they have a particularly dangerous bite. Their bite attack has higher damage bonus than it should otherwise based on its size. What in particular were you looking for?
3: I'd like to know, are they territorial? Are they... Yes,
0: they are highly territorial. Shit.
1: Hi, okay. we went straight into its territory.
3: Because what I wanted to do is I wanted to use Good Beetle and make it full. But I don't think that's going to fucking solve anything. Gotcha. It's just going to heal them like four points. <laughs> All right. Weakness. I'd assume it would be like underbelly, but do I know anything about how people dealt with them?
0: Typically, the way you deal with them is to stay out of their land. The only time people have to really worry about them is when too many of them breed and move out into new areas. Because then like they'll eventually get into like farmlands and become a huge problem for farmers. Because they yep. wreak havoc on livestock. <clears throat>
3: Are there normally a lot of them in an area? No. Or is there usually one that...
0: Luckily, they are pretty solitary. The most you'll ever find together is two, and that would be a mating pair, and that's only during certain times of year. Okay. So they're fairly solitary creatures.
1: Is this that certain time of year at all? No. <laughs> okay.
0: No, that would be springtime.
1: So how do we kill
0: it? Um, <laughs> hitting it with stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all right. For
4: the underbelly, in, I
3: guess. In that case, I'm going to transform into my (laughs) mellifera's boon, and I am going to send a husk spear from beneath it into it.
0: Alright, go ahead. Okay. The boulet got a 13, and it is going to fail, so it's going to take the full damage. So now you go ahead Mm -hmm. and drag the 2d6 piercing and 2d6 acid onto the boulet. So it's going to take 14 total damage. Thank you, Beardy. Very good. Alright, so that is Varus' turn. It's going to take us to Karis. Karis is going to say, why the hell didn't I bring my skeletons? And begin casting a spell.
1: Soul. Alright, just to get everyone a little more buffed up for beating this guy. And then I'm going to move there.
4: Alright,
0: 15 feet to the east. And that is your turn. Alright, Boulay, beginning round two. Alright, it is going to attempt to continue mauling Archie. Ugh. Okay, it looks like it only hits on the bite attack. Oh, boy. <laughs> only. All right, it deals 14 damage to Archie. Oh, all
4: right, so... All right.
1: Healing time! <laughs>
4: Marcus. Uh, oh, I'm gonna be that guy today. Oh, I need to be Nothing two.
1: different from the Weaver fight, technically.
4: Nope. Oh, not as good.
1: All right, you heal
0: 10 HP to everyone.
1: <laughs>
2: and I take a step.
4: All right,
1: so that...
2: Next up is going to cast... Let's go with Mage Armor. I'm getting an Archibald.
1: doing great, Archie.
2: Keep him going. Other than that, <laughs> I'll just stay where I am. Because if I get close to this thing, he'll eat me. And that will end my turn. All right. That'll take us to
0: Archie.
2: All right. Eagle Punch. You know, there's a chance. I'm going to go for the Power Punch. So 31 and a 29. fine rolls. A net 19
0: uh, and that 17. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, really. Both attacks hit. Roll damage.
1: Woo! Yeah.
2: All of my luck channels directly into Archibald. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ooh! Yeah, funny too
2: An 18. Not Ooh. bad.
1: Woo!
0: Alright, Archie lays down some serious punches and does a lot of damage to that boulet.
2: He's red. I just want to do the wings for him. Well, go for it, then. Because mine as well, right? Well, that was another natural 20. Fuck! And Archie! All right, oh, so
0: that, that was a nat 20 and a nat 18, adjusted 28 and 26. Both of those attacks are going to hit, and the confirmation roll was a 24, which confirms. So... Damn! i pull you another crit he's card. He's
1: Puppy
2: Protector! He just John <laughs> no, Wick <really>. that
4: motherfucker.
2: <laughs> we need to bring the dog everywhere, and he'll just go into rage mode. He okay. just turned into John Wick. You he's it he's right. currently
0: puppy-lusted, so... Go ahead and roll the damage on the wings. The first one should come as a critical, yeah, oh, and then fuck. roll another damage for the, the second wing attack. All right, that's it.
2: And a twelve,
0: boom. Dead. Holy shit!
2: All right, what was the crit?
4: You... Crit Woo! was
0: called Thunder Strike. You deafen the target for a D four rounds. Oh. All right, so Archie lays the an, enough damage into that boulet that it drops. Damn. All right, uh... unlocking tokens.
1: Someone heal Archie real quick, he's got a boo-boo.
4: Is anything valuable on Boule? Not
0: particularly. Okay. You could probably sell parts of it as, like, curiosities or trophies.
4: Is the meat any good?
0: Uh, I mean, it's Whoa. edible. Well, there's quite a lot. It's like getting
4: I a buffalo on, on the Oregon Trail. You're
1: on the Oregon Trail, I was the same thing.
0: You killed 300 no, no, buffalo you... and you can only bring back 200 pounds of meat. Um, what on. am I saying? You can only bring back 100 pounds of meat even though you shot 3,000 buffaloes.
2: <laughs> I'm casting Rejuvenate Aylan. Are you my boy? Okay. So proud of my boy right now.
1: And he can still talk, technically. Yeah. Archie
2: will pick up the puppy.
1: You did so good, Archibald.
2: Who I'm is a good
0: boy?
1: You
3: are.
1: I think that's the most adorable thing I've seen all day. There hasn't been a lot all day.
3: Really, it was only just this.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty much it.
2: Oh, right. Well, I feel pretty confident after that, but I'm not going to attempt fate. Hey, we should get
3: moving. Well, we might want to take a little bit of meat. I don't think all of you want to just eat oh, well, yeah,
2: I'm okay insects. With
3: that. Is <laughs> I'm going to carve off some stuff.
0: Make a survival check to butcher the animal, please.
3: All right, that is an 18.
0: An 18? Okay. So go ahead and on your character's inventory, add moderate quality boule parts. Also go ahead and add... Well, Let me roll some dice here and see what you're... You're able to harvest... Yikes. All right, so not a whole lot of meat, honestly. You're able to harvest 17 pounds off of this thing.
4: Still a lot of meat.
0: Yeah, but not knowing what is good and what isn't good, you end up fucking up a lot of it. You've never butchered a boule before, so... Like, you cut into what you think should be meat, and you you accidentally end up rupturing, like, an organ or an intestine and contaminate a lot of the stuff.
3: And purely for, because I'm very curious, I'm gonna open up the stomach. I want to know what this thing's been eating.
0: Okay. Inside, you see a lot of lizards, snakes, rabbits, a coyote here and there. Like
1: oh, a doggy.
0: So it, it seems to just be—it's an apex predator, so it'll eat anything out here that it can.
3: But no adventurers. No adventurers in its stomach. Okay. No. I think that might be a good.
1: Yeah, that we're in the middle of nowhere where no human goes. Or others. Where everybody
3: says, yeah, don't
4: fucking
2: go there. It would be a clue to see if others have met the same fate, So,
3: Especially seeing as
2: how we had those three voices tell us that death was awaiting. Seems that this is more uh, a deliberate attempt to source our attack than a contamination of the ley line, I think.
1: Shall we keep walking?
2: Yes, please. <laughs> All right. So you finish up the area of the boule. And continue heading
0: west. While you're going that direction, I need everyone to make another perception check.
1: Can someone heal Archie?
3: Yeah, I got him. Thanks, bud. That is 21.
1: I got a 25. We're like, time to be more perceptive now that we just got our ass almost handed to us.
0: So you guys travel to the west, and you go about 20 minutes or so. You travel about 20 minutes to the west until it would be Sol and Vera and Levette, you all hear a rhythmic crashing noise. Something striking something rhythmically.
3: Like metal?
0: Yeah, it's hard to tell, but it it sounds like metal striking something, and it's every couple of seconds.
1: Like a cymbal or a gong or something? Is it musical in any way? It doesn't
0: seem musical, although it is rhythmic.
3: I'm going to sneak off and lightly tread ahead to see if I can find what's making the noise. All right, you sneak ahead, make a stealth check.
1: Can I cast invisibility on you first, Jesus?
3: Fourteen.
0: No. Right. you get a fourteen. Are you flying or walking?
3: I am walking. I assume that my wings probably make a lot of noise.
0: Okay. You move forward ahead of the party, and you go over top of a crest of a hill, and you see a figure in the next valley swinging a pick at an outcropping of what appears to be probably some sort of ore.
4: Hmm. Me either. All right, and
0: damage to Marcus.
3: <laughs> Worth it. Worth it. Worth it. Worth it. Does this person look like a common folk? They're dressed
0: in commoners' clothes, but they're definitely pretty big for a
3: commoner. Oh, let's say if we're talking about race, races in, like, D&D, Goliath big, Giant big.
0: You're pretty far away, so it's hard to gauge the exact size of this person, but they're definitely bigger than a human scale of find the colossal. <laughs> Let's go find the colossal. Probably still fits in medium.
1: Weird color or anything? Can I
0: You're still pretty far German. away. You see a rather large human or humanoid shaped person mining out here.
3: Yeah, I'm going to return to party and So, there seems to be a individual mining head, quite larger than us. I don't know their disposition or anything.
1: Is it possible to go around and not bother that person?
3: I assume this is a giant. Like, we're in the middle of nowhere, so I assume so. But they might be able to tell us where we are, or we can go around them.
1: What does everyone else think?
3: If they're mining something, they're mining something valuable.
1: And as long as they're not a dwarf, they have no reason to hate us. (laughs) Or an orc. Why would an orc hate us? Or a gnome. Yeah.
3: Or But it's
1: taller than a no.
3: I have your list
0: of races that can't stand the party, and that list gets <laughs> bigger and bigger.
3: <laughs> Get bigger every day.
1: Giant, gluttonous, terrible asshole monster guy.
3: Hold up. Oh. Glarv.
1: Yeah, him. So, Lovette, what do you think we should do?
2: I mean, we don't see This is maybe our only option.
1: So talk to him is what you're saying?
2: I would say so, yeah. I mean, if we go around him, we might miss our only chance to get out of here. But I don't know. We did pretty good with that last fight and and that we can crawl out of something bad but we couldn't just create something good.
1: Mm. Alright. The vet says talk to them, so is that what we should do?
3: I mean, our other option is to wander here slightly Aimlessly. aimlessly.
2: If right. right. this is a four. maybe we will get context,
3: And if we're lucky, he'll only have a pickaxe, so.
2: Ah! Yeah. <laughs> Never assume
4: that.
3: I said if we're lucky.
4: Have you met us?
3: Alright, so. We head forward then?
1: Yeah, to go talk to him.
3: Yes, please. Alright.
0: So, who was uh, taking point in approaching this miner?
1: Uh... I don't know. Levette, I think, has a higher diplomacy than me, but. <laughs> I can take the front if you want me to. All right. I guess I'm the one who's approaching.
4: Uh, cool. What's going what's... Uh,
1: I think I could. I could do this. No, no, Marcus. <laughs> I have a... No. Wait a minute. I stay stay in the gotta... back. No. <laughs> oh, I want to be helpful. You're helpful when you're
3: here. <laughs> you're using Marcus <laughs> as a basic heal whore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not a med kit, damn it. You're the best one I've ever had. Okay. I approach the mining... Well, we're getting closer at least. Can we discern as we're getting closer what the heck he is? Sure. So as you get
0: closer, you get a sense that this is not quite human for a couple of reasons. One, the figure has a long tail that sort of is swishing back and forth as they're mining. And two, their head has two large horns that kind of (gasps) arc off to the sides and then like curve forward as this figure, which is about seven feet tall as far as you can tell, is mining.
1: What color is its skin? Um, It doesn't matter.
0: Wow. (laughs) Wow, I I had no idea you were so shallow.
3: (laughs) Don't
4: worry. It's it's an
0: elf thing.
1: (laughs) Sorry, can I tell if this is a tiefling or not?
0: Could be a tiefling. It'd be a really big tiefling, but
3: it could be one, yeah.
1: Can I make a roll? (sighs) For figuring out that
3: knowledge, tiefling.
1: <laughs>
3: if you don't have that, you can lore master it.
0: There's not really a role to determine if someone's a tiefling. I mean, aside from like a perception check, but
1: no, like just understanding like what this person is specifically. I just want to know if I can discern that while we're getting closer.
0: As you get closer, you're not sure it could be a tiefling. You can you're only seeing them from behind. They're wearing a very. Sh- small amount of garments on their top half they have what appears to be like a coat or a longer shirt tied around their waist like it seems like they were probably getting hot mining and they just decided to disrobe slightly to cool down and they probably it us say, like they just tied their shirt around their waist and they're currently you know swinging a pick into what appears to be iron ore as you're getting closer
1: oh interesting All right. Not too close, but enough to where there's a slight distance for safety. Um, excuse me.
0: The figure stops. That's the pick down. So the figure turns around and it appears to be a human female with a few extra traits. She's about seven feet tall. She's got two sweeping horns coming up from the sides of her head, sort of point forward. Her ears are elongated. Her hair is two-toned brown and sort of a white color toward the back. She is wearing almost like a, a tank top-esque kind of shirt, and she is sweaty for mining currently. She's also ripped AF.
1: <laughs> Muscle woman.
0: So, again... Marcus takes a handkerchief and blots his forehead. So, anyway, she turns around, and she seems kind of startled to see a whole bunch of people out here in the middle of nowhere.
1: I'm so Sorry.
2: I think that swoons at this person a little bit. Uh,
1: hello? Oh, oh, hello. Uh, what language? Language? Oh, God, we're vil. Uh, okay, time to use tongues on myself. Whoop.
3: <laughs> Wait, <coughs> was she not talking? Then?
1: She had a accent, so I thought this would be easy for her if I just... Okay, so
0: cast tongues <clears throat> on yourself, and you are able to speak in all languages now.
1: Okay. Yeah, on
0: her. So any anything <laughs> you say will be understood
1: by everybody? Um, yeah. Hello there. We are travelers who are trying to get to Parthenay. I'm so sorry we have disturbed you in your current endeavor. Oh, God.
0: Yeah. Huh. Apologies for my awful accent. Here we go. I, I, I may drop this if it turns out too difficult nope, to use. Dude, not how it works. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah? I gotta stick with a bad accent forever? I do.
4: <laughs> oh. <laughs> ha, ha.
0: Choose wisely <laughs> Oh no, I'll, I'll drop the accent if it's bad Don't worry Oh, uh, uh hello um, I, hear it. I was uh, a bit startled By you, that's so? all
1: Oh, right, we're near Parthenay
0: The accent makes perfect sense uh, I that, didn't
1: mean to startle you
0: What are all of you doing out here? And see, this is all coming out way more German than I'm wondering. Yeah, if I was going to
3: say, is this sorry German? or? No, no,
0: it's it's my shitty attempt to do a different accent. So I'm just going to drop it. So anyway, okay. she speaks in thickly-accented Parthies. She can speak villish, but it's sort of slower and broken a little bit. She'll basically <laughs> say that she was a bit startled to see a lot of you out here. Um, Normally a fairly quiet area.
1: Yeah, it seems we've gotten lost on our adventure. Unfortunately.
0: Where are you heading?
1: Well, technically towards Parthenay originally, but we're going to
0: Dereh So you you say that? Yes. She scowls.
1: Is there something wrong with that place?
0: You are not from Dereham, are you?
1: No, not at all. What's the, what did she think?
0: Then Oh she she's speaking Ville. She's just oh, not okay. great. It's very heavily accented Ville. It probably actually sounds a lot like Lavette's accent. Yeah. yeah. i just am not confident enough in my ability to pull off that accent right now. I think it sounds quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think every time I try uh, it it comes off you German. Would. Every time I try it, it it just sounds like German and I don't want it the, to sound
3: German. The first time it sounded correct, the second time it sounded German. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like just you had it that,
1: the first time.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's one I'm gonna have to do some more practice and I might I might be able to pull it off if I practice it, but uh, it's not worth it. Okay. She is going to scowl the group and ask why Why would you ever want to go to Dereham if you were not from there?
1: Well, normally we wouldn't want to, We have some private
2: business, but I assure you, it is uh, of
3: everyone's best.
1: It's to protect friends and family. Hmm.
3: Basically, we're just going in to get something and getting out.
1: Yeah!
0: Oh, so you're going to raid Dereham?
1: No, we're um, not
2: hurting anyone! You find times from different cultures, maybe, but uh.
3: It hasn't happened yet, at least. We are definitely your
2: friends. Well, it's um.
0: certainly been interesting meeting you. She hooks her pickaxe to her belt, and she gathers up all the chunks of ore on the ground and puts them into a sack.
1: Wait, wait, wait. We need help, though. We're looking for directions to get to Parthenay first, at least.
0: She we gestures all around you, and she's like. You're in Parthenay, just a back corner of it, that's all.
4: Oh god, I thought I got obliterated.
3: We're looking for a port. Would you know where we could find one?
1: Or what direction, at least?
0: Well, the only real port would be Chalant-sur-Mer, but it's a bit away (laughs) from here. Besides, if you go that way, you're never going to reach it.
4: Why is that?
0: That way leads west to Burgos, and, well, the Burghese are not... Friendly people? Uh, she kind of mutters under her breath, but uh, who is these days? Look, y- you seem like decent enough people. Just, I'll I'll tell you what. Follow me. I'm heading back home anyway. That'll at least get you to a town, and from there you can go wherever you wish. Thank you.
1: <sighs> Thank you so much. And then I assume since souls is using tongues currently, they switch to... Parthesian? Is that how you would say uh, what par- the language is? Parthese is fine. Parthes? Okay. They switch to Parthese then. I'm so sorry that you are Wait, let me get a French accent. Okay. Uh, okay. Thank you so very much for taking your time to talk to us in village. In village, yes. It was very sweet.
0: She nods and says that she learned a bit of it from people in town. Because village traders come every so often. It's useful to know. You can sometimes negotiate good iron prices from them. I Other see. times it's cheaper to mine your own. And there's been a bit of a supply hiccup, so. She pats the burlap sack on her shoulder.
1: Well, I'm very glad that it's at least benefiting you.
0: No, not really. It's kind of a pain to come all the way out here to mine, but it's the only thing that keeps me in my craft.
1: Hmm. Well, uh, there. Was a bit more of a resurgence in Ville when the mines opened back up.
0: Well, someone should tell that to the traders. The prices have yet to come back down. Oof. Are you this me pl- in need? She kind of, like, cocks an eyebrow at you. I can handle myself. What are you
2: implying? Well, sometimes things get out of hand. I you can't always, but if you are okay, then that's okay. That's good. We just have connections with the village mines. Right? And you are helping us for nothing.
0: I'm just heading home. You're just following me.
2: That's it. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Many would leave us abandoned or rob us or something else.
0: She kind of like well, scrunches her face up a little bit. She's like, I know I may not look human, but I'm not just going to rob you. I'm not sure
2: what you're implying. Well, a lot of humans would. A lot of anyone would. Well, just things can be a out there. whatever. I, I just love <laughs> it.
1: <I'll go back. laughs> <laughs>
2: it's called the sun, sir. What did you say? It's called the sun.
1: Yes, me. You yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, pickaxe kind of relate to shovels, and shovels relate to digging holes, you know. I'd rather go up instead of down.
2: I can put the wings back on Altie, and he can try and fly you up. with uh, it?
1: We, we don't need to fly. It, it was a metaphor.
2: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: A right, bear can fly, too. <laughs>
3: Why is it slow? She can't fly. Can't everyone fly? I can't fly. I know, other than (laughs) Sol.
1: Yeah, I guess Marcus and Tech. Karis can't fly. Okay, we got two people who can't fly.
2: (laughs) Loba and Archibald can't fly at the same time. Actually, that's not
3: entirely true. Well, can we keep moving so we aren't here? Yeah,
2: let's get going. The
0: strange creature says, whose name you never got. She starts walking east.
1: So... You said your profession involved... Iron, are you a smith of some kind? Mm-hmm. Ooh, delightful. My name's Soul. <laughs> What's yours?
0: Everyone calls me Belle.
1: That's a really beautiful name.
3: <laughs> Belle, could you by any chance know anything about, I don't know, maybe a bunch of voices coming uh, threateningly, talking about death awaiting? I don't know.
2: <laughs> she stops and turns around. You heard voices? We didn't say, no one said we held voices, we just, you know, maybe we held about voices. What kind of voices? Don't what kind we? of voices did
3: we Sound like multiple voices all on top of each other. How many exactly? Three?
0: Three? She breathes a long, slow breath. Yeah, we should keep walking.
1: Aye, aye, Belle. Okay.
2: This is there anything we should know?
0: Yeah, I'll explain on the way. She starts walking again, and she launches into somewhat of a story. She says that you're currently in Parthenay, but you're in a part of it known as the Hellet Hills, or the Alette Hills, we're going to be throwing around accents. So if you look at this map that I drew up, Ooh. this is the Parthenay oh. map. Ooh.
4: Yeah. So
0: this
1: Beautiful. Is the, this is the
0: Parthenay <laughs> map. You guys are in the Alette Hills, up in the northwest. And Bella's taking you east to uh, her village. She says that the hills here have long been haunted and tormented by a coven of hags. They typically leave people alone for the most part. At least commoners They typically leave alone. But they like to prey on people that have magical abilities or talents. Because the rumors are that they catch them and eat them to gain their powers. So... You know, it uh, keeps a lot of people out of here just because it's scary, but those stories have never bothered Belle. She says that as far as she's concerned, there's a lot of exposed iron ore that's easy pickings. It's just a bit of a walk.
1: Well, God, we're getting out of here then, if that's so.
0: Yeah, we best make good time. If the coven's, you know, as real as the stories, then you might not want to face them.
3: They were able to interrupt quite powerful earth magic, so... think that's a safe assumption.
4: Bell. Yeah. Did you, I know you were concentrating on your mining, but did you happen to hear a real ruckus? Probably about ah, a little bit before we, we met up with you. Nope. Well, um, I don't know if it's a normal thing out there, but we were attacked by a bule, Relatively close to where you were mining, just so you know for your own safety's sake. Yeah,
0: you want to be careful about those. They tend to burrow through the softer ground out there. She points to the ground that she's walking on, and you notice that she's been walking on larger stones.
1: Oh. oh.
0: Seems like she's taking a specific route now that you're actually looking to avoid stepping in the gravel, like the hill to hill, with as little uh, walking in the valley as possible.
4: Huh. Yeah. As Did long as ever... you
0: stay on the rock, they leave you alone.
4: Have you ever had a problem with that before? No. Should I have?
1: Well, they're not she's fun. She's a smart person.
0: <laughs> she kind of grumbles under her breath.
2: Ah, she's so
1: good.
4: Well, stay safe out there. It's kind of, we, uh, I w- wouldn't want to wish. Soul puts, puts their
1: hand on Marcus's mouth. I think she gets it. Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so about oh, two hours of walking. So we'll go ahead and advance you guys to about, we'll say 6 p.m. On the 26th of January, you guys reach the edge of this hill country. You exit the area and see normal flora again for the first time. And on the edge of the horizon, you see a small settlement with uh, farm fields around it and you a know, reasonable collection of buildings. She looks at it. That's Tule. It's my hometown. There's a few places you can stay in there. Come on. I'd like to beat the sun. Agreed. All right. She continues walking, leading the group on. Is there anything else you want to do on the final stretch between uh, the hill country and Tule? Or just follow quietly?
3: Just follow for now. Oh, how long um... of a
0: journey is it? It'll be a few more hours. It's long enough that the pack empathy would die out. Yeah, it's right out by now. I...
1: Soul pulls out their musical instrument <gasps> to play while we walk.
0: Oh, you uh, you play music then, huh?
1: Yeah, it. Is one of the main things that makes me really happy.
0: Hmm. Sounds like Rose. Rose? She kind of blushes slightly. Nothing.
1: <laughs> Do you have a crush on someone?
0: Not exactly.
1: Hmm. Okay. No worries, then. Don't mind me. I'll just be playing near you, then. And not exactly singing, but definitely humming slash doing like a do-do-do song. No words, just having... No, no, no. No a
4: melody (laughs)
2: along and there's the copyright strike (sighs) I think that's giving screwy a lot of credit (laughs) (laughs) shots fired
1: yeah I figured I'd have us at least have quote unquote travel music for us if we're gonna be quiet
0: yeah, all right. In that case, you serenade the group with some music, and you're not 100% sure, but it seems like Belle's mood has improved slightly because of it.
1: Woo! Thank God! We've been doing terribly at that.
2: As yeah, Soul's playing music, I'll be like, Oh, this reminds me I've uh, completed something I, I made for you. This is to be a this gift, but it took a little longer than I expected.
1: Me? Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Soul is unsure of how to grab it while playing We'll
2: take care of it when we can sit down. Sure! (laughs) So, something for Vera. What? Yeah, I did something for you. Really? Yes. You've been very helpful to me personally. Wanted to thank you for that. (laughs) Not necessary. Oh, come off it, Vera. I've already put all the work in, so I might as well.
3: Well, thank you.
1: Of course. So, we're still traveling. If it gets darker, however, guess who's pulling out the dancing lights?
0: Yeah, it's becoming dusk because it's January, so the days are pretty short. So it's getting dark out. It, we'll say it's about 7 p.m. The sun is pretty much fully set at this point. And, I pulled out uh, dancing lights. Okay, you pull out dancing oh, lights. I like going as well. You guys arrive at the outskirts of the town.
1: Parthenay's map looks so good.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so you guys head into Toulay and just. Getting into town, it's not a terribly large place, but there's enough people here. The streets are lit with torchlight, and Belle goes up to the back of a fairly decently sized building, and walks right up to the door and opens it, goes inside, slams the sack of iron ore down, and sort of just bellows out, I'm home. You walk in, if you follow, yeah. you notice that it appears to be the back of a smithy, and coming out from the shop end on the front is... I would describe them as a red-haired half-elf. Oh. She is, you know, attractive, I guess, by half-elf standards. She looks very, very happy to see Belle, and before she even notices you guys are there, she jumps up and gives Belle a little peck.
2: Aww. Aww. are so cute.
0: You hear Belle grumble something. You think it's not in front of guests.
4: We ship. (laughs) We ship. It's point. at
0: this point that this person notices all of you guys, and goes, and again, this is in a, a French accent that I'm incapable of pulling off. In full Parthese. Oh, welcome! I didn't see you all back there.
1: So none of us understand this.
0: Yeah. Belle grumbles something to Rose, and Rose says, in Broken Village, Oh, I'm so sorry.
1: It's okay. Thank you. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> she is all smiles and runs up and it's like, can can I take your coats and boots? I'm yes, sure it's I'm a, so
1: sweaty. I'm
0: sure it's been a long walk. Can I get a perception check from Vera and Marcus and Levette?
3: That is a 25. That is an 8.
0: Okay, I'm going to send... I got a 19. A 19. All right, I'm going to send you a PM... I'm going to send that over to Vera real quick. Okay, so anyway, she kind of bounds forward, and she's like, Here, let me take your cloaks and boots. It can get pretty nasty out there this time of year.
1: (laughs) It, it, It was hot, though.
0: You also notice that she has Symphonia iconography on her, whether it's a necklace or a cloak clasp. I'll leave up to your
1: imaginations. Soul is pretty much playing music into the dang place. Yeah, and you see that she's
0: wearing Symphonia.
1: Okay, stuff, so. so we'll kind of bring up their lyre and just kind of wiggle it, I guess, and smile. Oh, you play.
0: Mm-hmm. That's lovely. Come, come in, come in. She gestures all of you into the front of the place, which is, when you get to the front of the building, you go past like a smelter and a forge and a couple anvils. And when you enter the front room, you see that it is a blacksmith shop. Some of the items here are fairly mundane, like horseshoes, nails, hinges, other metal goods, but she's also got a wall of different armors and weapons. They all look like they're made with fairly skilled hand, but you can take from that what you will. Rose takes you to the front of the place where there's a a couple benches that you can sit down on. We don't usually have a lot of guests, but you're welcome to stay as long as you'd like, you hear Belle grumble.
1: Well, that's very kind of you. I'm sure we all appreciate it. If you don't mind, just today would be great. Otherwise we'd probably have to continue on after the sun comes back up.
2: But your hospitality is greatly appreciated. Is there anything we can do to thank
3: you?
0: Oh no, you're guests. This is simply how we treat guests here in Parthenay.
3: Wait, am I the only one who sees this? Do do you see what? Do you two know each other? I point to Soul and Rose.
0: Uh Rose blinks no? a few times. I, I'm afraid no, I don't. Sorry.
1: Do we have Forget something it. in common visually? What is
2: going on there? Rose huh? just. Soul freezes up.
1: Um, I don't know if this is a weird question, but do you know who your dad is? Uh oh. Rose
0: kind of freezes up.
1: Uh oh! <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs>
0: um, he's. She looks embarrassed. He wasn't really around.
1: <clears throat> mm. Oh. Okay, sorry.
0: I mean, it was a long time ago. I, I know I may not look it, but I'm actually like uh, my forties.
1: I'm eighty-four.
0: Well, I mean, you're an elf. You, you know, you, you, you're your kind don't really age that much.
1: Did do you remember anything about your dad at all? Well, my mom
0: passed a while back, but. She always referred to him as a handsome elven man. He came into town on business of some sort. I, th- I think she said he was an official of some kind. And they had, you know, some kind of torrid romance, I'm sure it's it's all really romantic, but it didn't exactly lead to a good home life
2: calling up with lots of pounds can
0: be a she big... kind of like starts fidgeting with her hair.
1: Soul has a pained smile and then walks outside of the building.
3: Did, did I say something wrong?
1: Did did I say something wrong?
3: Uh, soul. I'll, I'll go out You're going to go out,
1: both of them follow?
2: I didn't, so if I remember correctly, Levette and Soul talked about this at a little more length when they visited the palace in Bill. And so that's what was sticking on her mind. <laughs> but did you follow them outside? Yes, I would like to follow them outside. I hesitate for a second, but I'm like, it'd be feel like...
1: When you come outside, Soul is crumpled against the outer wall with their hands in their face. Their face in their hands? Their face in their hands.
3: you so are you alright?
1: I thought, because I had the conversation with Daddy, it would make meeting one of them easier.
2: This, this sister?
1: I think, yeah, I think that's, um... I think that lovely young lady in there is one of my half-siblings.
3: I'm confused. What's what's the difficulty here?
1: He ruined her life, pretty much. Oh. He made that home life terrible because he was up in a wound of romance. I can't believe he would do this to someone. Well, I mean, I can, but he made it sound like he visited, at least. When I talked to Daddy, I just...
2: Do you want to make use of my little device for this sort of thing? No. I didn't know if maybe worlds would be insufficient.
1: I have no actual proof, technically. I just have a high suspicion that they're related to me.
2: You can't undo it, then, But if you are concerned about it, I think being a good sibling is all you can really do.
1: (sighs) You're right. Sol stands up and goes back inside. Sorry about that. I had a panic attack. I'm back now. Did I do something wrong? I'm so sorry. You did nothing wrong. I, at all. I didn't you are mean to wonderful do... and perfect.
0: You can see, like, tears in her eyes. Oh. I, I didn't mean to upset you.
1: You are pleasure. You didn't upset me! Sol runs up to them. I promise. I don't ever want to hurt you. That's the odd thing to say.
0: Do, uh, is there something I'm missing?
1: I have a father who has several children- Across the world, he's a diplomat, and I know that several exist.
0: She hears the words you're saying, and they kind of wash over her. What are
1: you saying? I think maybe there's a chance that we might be related.
0: Bill steps into the room and says, She's your sister.
1: They. they, Sorry. I I use they and them pronouns.
0: Tears start running out of her eyes as she's, like, standing there where like, her, her arms are, like, drawn up under her chin. And she's, like, crying, looking at you.
1: I- I'm sorry.
0: She's trying to get a word out, and it's difficult to speak. Sister?
1: Soul just hugs her.
0: She hugs back.
1: Whatever you want to call
0: You- it's almost as if you can hear Belle's eye roll in the other room.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to have found you like this, randomly, on happenstance. I'm sorry Dad did that to you.
0: It's alright. I mean- I didn't have a bad life. I mean, for what it's worth, we never wanted for money. Huh? We we received a, a stipend.
1: <laughs> hmm,
2: that's I good. that a parent, difficult, so I understand. Also, did you notice we bulks both elves? I don't know if you knew that. Oh, that's
0: that's good for you.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm
3: Damn.
1: Oh. oh, it is my sibling.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> so, Rose, uh, do you mind if we stay here the night?
0: She grins and she's like, of course not. You're welcome to stay here as long as you'd like. What brings you out here anyway? How? What? Why are you even out in Parthenay? Tell me every. Tell me your entire
1: life story. Oh wow. Okay. Um. Uh. Where to start? I'm so sweaty.
4: I'm so sweaty. That's a good thing <laughs> to start with.
3: I mean, we were trying to get to the Druid Circle.
1: Yeah, we uh, originally were using a Druid Circle to get to the one around here, but we somehow ended up in the hills. Hmm. It's very strange. But we're trying to head north currently to find something. <laughs> That I hope exists.
0: Strangely vague?
1: Yeah, it is. I'm better at answering questions. What do you want to know? Well,
0: I suppose my first question would be, what's dad like?
1: All color drains from souls.
0: I've I've kind of always wondered. I never really knew him.
1: Daddy's kind of like. How I always imagined a traveling hero was when I would read books when I was little.
0: She smiles.
1: He would always be away from home, really. He was a diplomat, so it was his duty to make sure that the village that I live in, although a secret one, secretly stood in good placements and made sure things were savvy with other places Marley. And that's also kind of why he... Ended up meeting a lot of people. But whenever he'd come home, I'd probably show him whatever magic I had learned that week or month or months. (sighs) Um, And I would show him that and he'd show me what he'd learn, which probably was more parlor tricks to keep small me excited about things. But he always talked about taking me outside and showing me what the world looked like. I was kind of stuck at home, my home for majority of my life until about last year.
3: (laughs) I mean, technically two years.
1: Has it been two years already? Hmm.
3: We lost a year.
1: Yeah. Hmm. But I don't know. He was always so nice when I was little. And he always seemed so heroic and had like this set idea of what exactly he needed to do at all times. I don't know if it was a word like justice or something, but he was very dutiful. Very kind. He has a smile that makes you feel warm no matter what. He has a way of making people feel important.
0: Rose is weeping silently, listening to your description, and she's going to, like, barely be able to say the words thank you and give you another hug.
1: Oh, I hug her back. For what it's worth, my hair color's the same as his. Well, the long portion. My, uh, short little tuft up here. Still kind of turning into that blonde, but it's a little red near the roots.
0: She touches her hair and she's like, "It's this was my mother's hair color."
1: Gotcha. Well, your hair is beautiful.
0: Thank, thank you.
1: You're welcome. What about you? What was growing up like? Oh,
0: um, well, me and me and mother lived in town here. We did some odds and ends, mostly just to help folks out. Like I said, we didn't really have to warrant for much because of of the stipend that we would get. So. For the most part, we just sort of helped out folks in town, and it was pretty quiet for a while. And then, well, then I must have been ten, maybe? Mm hmm And then one day, uh, there was kind of a ruckus in town. A baby had been abandoned in town, and and no one had really knew where it came from. And folks were wondering what to do with it, and she kind of looked somewhat embarrassed. You hear from the other room, really? You're going to tell him this story? Hmm. Rose kind of looks doubly embarrassed. Um, sorry. Yeah, so this baby um, was abandoned. Well, sort of. It's not really a a nice story, at least at at the beginning. It has a happy ending, though. Sorry. So there was, how to put this, some things happened that weren't good, and... One of the villagers had a baby, and she didn't survive Earth, I guess is a better way to put it. hmm So the town was trying to figure out what to do with the baby because it wasn't like everyone else. Uh-huh. So, well, some folks wanted to, to get rid of it, and some folks wanted to not. And me, me and Mother, well, we, we gave a bunch of gold to make sure that the kid could have a place. So, she looks, like, really embarrassed. He, um, so, so, yeah, that's where Belle came from. Uh-huh. And she kind of, like, blushes. Time went on, and, uh, Belle's <clears throat> real strong, and, uh... Yep. And yeah. Oh! Are you
1: too...
0: She smiles.
1: Aww. Sol looks at their hand for a ring.
0: You don't see a ring.
1: Ah. Uh, well... I'm glad you have each other.
0: She nods. We get some odd looks from folks in town, but for the most part, they leave us alone. Probably because Belle could break them in half.
1: As she should. That's adorable.
0: Really good. But it's
1: just sort of worked
0: out, you know. The The two, uh, she kind of laughs. You know, the, the two half-breeds. Mm-hmm.
2: Don't want to ask what half-breed Belle is, but Grem wants to ask, but knows better.
0: I would hope so. You can tell by her traits that it most likely was a minotaur.
3: Which has some pretty bad implications.
0: It has very bad implications. and explains why the mother died in childbirth.
3: True.
1: Yep. Well, I'm glad you have And it makes sense. You guys are both very wonderful people, and wonderful people belong with each other in my opinion. Thank thank you very much.
0: Um, Oh, are are you all hungry? Sol looks at the others. I'm still under the table.
3: (laughs) Are you making something?
0: She says, well, I can whip something together.
3: Is anyone in the move for bullet meat? Marcus leans over to Sol.
4: It would be in poor taste to ask for a glass of milk now, right?
3: I actually don't know if any of this meat's actually any good.
1: Sol kicks really. Marcus <laughs> during yeah. Vera's explanation of delay.
3: Like, this part's a bit harder than I think it should be. That, oh. I think this one's garbage.
0: Rose looks that it over, be, yes. and she's like, oh... Do you mind if I use some of this?
3: No, oh, of course. Go ahead.
0: She takes a couple of the flanks and goes over to the kitchen that's off in another room.
3: If oh, we were to put the amount she took in pounds, what do you think that <laughs> <I> would
0: be? <laughs> uh, she took, we'll say, six pounds.
3: All right. Thank you.
0: Okay. So you hear the sounds of cooking in the other room, and Belle is back in the smithy, and you hear... Um, the smelter is being cycled up. Basically, the, the smelter's being lit currently. Uh, yeah. So you, <laughs> yeah, so you, you guys have sort of been left to your own devices in the front of the shop.
2: Well, I'll climb up into a
0: chair. Yeah, there's only a couple of benches. Right. There's not really a whole lot of seating in the shop. Oh.
1: If there's a fire, Soul's gonna be near.
3: Seth, so it you said you had something for me? Yes, I would, if I could find somewhere
2: else to sit down, I would sh- I'll show you.
0: We'll find somewhere to sit down. There's a couple of benches in the front room, and that's about the closest they have.
2: When she was inviting us to dinner, where, where was that intended to take place? Is there anywhere that's accessible that has seating? It's not like we're breaking another house?
0: Not really. She would probably have just fed you out here. Okay. Out in the shop area. Because it's basically like the smithy is split up into this shop area in the front that has armor and weapon displays as well as general goods displays, general blacksmithing goods. There is a stairwell leading to a second floor. There is a kitchen that is off in the corner through a doorway, and then behind the shop is a Smithian forge that leads out into the area behind it where there's, like, an outdoor forging area. So within a few minutes, the smell of cooking starts permeating the whole building, and it smells lovely.
2: I guess we'll take down on the bench and show where uh, Stuff and Presumably Soul make question mark. I don't know if they are interested yet. Uh-
1: Can... I ask if someone makes a perception check what soul is doing by the fire. Sure. I'll make
3: one. <laughs> Ooh. 13. No. God, if oh my god.
4: Blood, Jesus. Jesus. There we go.
1: Okay, Marcus, you notice that soul is putting books into the fire.
4: Marcus is very perturbed by this and kind of conflicted, but goes over and says, What are you burning?
1: The books from the vampire study. They're evil.
4: I know they're evil, but... <laughs> but we, whatever stack she has left I take and I said, you don't burn books. There's knowledge to be learned.
1: Soul holds out their hand and they use a race.
3: On Marcus. He disappears. <laughs>
1: oh, damn.
3: <laughs> oh, shit.
0: Marcus, <laughs> make a fortitude save. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, we joke here.
0: All right, you right, his fortitude is awesome. You yeah, get a 23 of your fortitude. And you are not erased. However, the book you're holding is now blank.
4: Ah, I don't have it set. I would have done dispel magic.
0: I wouldn't Was have it? actually. That would not have undone uh, erase.
4: Ah, oh, I wouldn't have blocked it. Well, you could have counterspelled it
0: had you been like ready
4: with it. But I, would it have countered?
0: Well, I mean, yeah. If you cast dispel magic at someone casting a spell, you can <laughs> counter their spell and, and fudge it. But if someone casts an effect like erase. That can't be reversed from Dispel Magic. Dispel Magic just ends any current magical yeah, effects. But the yeah, race is yeah. instantaneous. Can't
3: can't you cast it while they're casting Yeah, it? but I don't Right, and that
0: I, would be that, that would I be counter yeah.
4: Yeah. But I don't have it prepared is the problem. I know it. I just don't have it prepared. Soul, I'm kinda disappointed in you at the moment. And I'd take the blank book and toss it in the fire.
1: But that was perfectly good paper.
4: Before you even finish your statement, I turn on my heel and walk away. Soul
0: looks fucking enraged! <laughs> Alright, Soul, if you wouldn't mind deleting the line out of your inventory. It's... I already did. Wonderful. Okay. So. Um,
4: I'm and... actually curious about this character, Rose, personally. I was wondering, does any of Soul's half siblings, would they be able to take their place in the ceremony? Uh, no?
0: Unlikely, no, because it's matrilineal. So, oh, it would need to be... It's bloodline through the mother. Correct. Yep. And since Sol's mother only had oh. one kid, as far as Sol knows, Sol has... i sorry, what? <laughs> what? What? What was it's that last right
1: added
2: now. shit?
0: What did you say? It's psych right now. <laughs> what, <laughs> what did you say?
1: I didn't say anything. I said, what the fuck? I, I don't
0: what know what you're talking i don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. All, all right. I'm saying is, Soul doesn't know of any other full-blooded children from their mom so as far as Sol knows there are there's no one else that can take their place and the half siblings definitely couldn't they're not matrilineal
1: they don't have the eyes
0: or the attunement like the eyes
1: yeah so,
0: so as know. as time passes the room smells more and more delicious as the smells from the kitchen waft out
3: I eat so. the room
2: <laughs> 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 so uh, this is mechanical API dungeon play 2 Plate, what I, I thought would be I the bees I don't know too much about bees but there is a, a little section up here that the uh, or the queen or the hive or whoever is the most important can hide in it can be opened and closed and it is reinforced with these locks so that it can actually protect them when things get rough uh, and then there's these honeycomb sheets they can be replaced with these other layers you see here so that uh, each side of these So, out of character, real quick description. So, it is about the size of a lantern, maybe slightly larger. About the size of a beehive, really, but it's a kind of lantern-shaped. It's hexagonal, with a little hexagonal handle at the top and some straps so it can be worn. Each side has a layer of honeycombs, but there's multiple metal sheets that can be swapped out so that they could fill the whole thing up. You could move it behind, they could fill up another one, and you could have like three times as much. And then,
3: like I said, this little panic room at the top. So you said this is about the size of a lantern, correct? Very, very interesting. How, how does it work? And like you'll describe it, uh, Varen, just like, I've never really seen one quite like it. But, uh, thank you. You're welcome. Does it suit your needs? Well, we'll find out. The bees will be the ones to judge that. And I will hook it the belt that I have on my side. Thank you. Should I wait to give Sol this other one until...
2: I kind of blew my load on talking about it, but I, I thought maybe it could be a wedding gift. I
3: don't know. They don't seem to be doing much. They're just kind of sitting by the fire.
2: Yeah, it's not that cold around here, so I'm surprised that they felt the need to warm up.
3: Actually, it it's quite warm.
2: But it's just that what is here not feeling well? I'm going to check up, and right. we'll do that. I'll head over to where Sol is. Huh. How them books going?
1: Well... <laughs> the ones that still had words in them got burned.
2: Or is it early enough that Lovett would see this happening, or are the books gone by right now?
1: You could probably, I mean, at least see the covers still in the fire. Covers take forever to burn. So, what are you doing? I was getting rid of the vampire books. See what? The books that we found in the vampire the only study.
2: useful books we have. That's what I said. They belong to the enemy, which means we hide information. He's dead. Okay. So, but this, then his knowledge is ours to use. And was! His is knowledge evil. was evil. Well, what if the evil was like when they are going to attack
1: and well, and now we don't know. But we've already read through them. Well, I... soul raises their eyebrows. I don't understand why you're so obsessed with people who have done terrible things to get their information. That could possibly cause more harm to this world.
2: The destruction of information is a short-sighted scene. It might seem righteous now, but in a hundred years from now, they might need that knowledge. Knowledge can always be used for the greater good.
1: The language itself doesn't even belong in this world.
2: I'm gonna check my pockets for my obsession log. still there, Beardy? It's
1: still there.
0: Yeah, no one stole your obsession log.
4: Sorry. Can't even look at you,
2: soul.
1: Can't even look at you. Why don't you go bang LeVette and shut up? What the what? fuck? That... Nothing. Sorry
4: oh
0: wow I'm assuming Sol said that out loud oh yeah okay
2: (laughs) what
4: Marcus looks eyes right at Sol we are guests at other people's
2: house we will talk about this later
1: (laughs) Sol looks relieved at LeVette's reaction
2: well the pack empathy is not even going on anymore so she's just back to being salty as hell I don't know what has gotten into you
4: but we will talk about this later we are currently guests at other people's house
1: yeah, Control my sister. Yourself.
4: Control yourself.
1: <clears throat> Your guests in my family house.
2: Uh, how quickly that became a thing. <laughs> 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 Lady, so
4: you're gonna polish that card? Marcus likes Soul far too much to fall down this rabbit hole. Let us end this right now.
1: Yeah, I'm done burning anything. the books, so I'm good. Soul stands up and like off their pants.
3: Barra's just watching this from afar. (laughs) There's like a stem hanging out from their mouth. What?
4: (laughs) You are displacing your hatred for your father onto us. Don't. We are your friends.
1: I I love my daddy.
4: Keep telling yourself that.
1: Okay, what, (laughs) Malchus? What has gotten into you lately? You just keep changing all of a sudden. What? Okay, what, sir? Okay, I
2: mean, he's going to change a lot, because, you know, he. you you out. I don't care, this is not my business.
1: Fine, we can talk later, after dinner, okay?
0: Almost as if Hello. on cue, out from the kitchen steps Rose holding a large platter of food, which she walks in, and says dinner's ready, and sets it down on the main shop counter. It is multiple portions of what looks like grilled bread with uh, boulet steaks inside. So she has essentially made boulet burgers.
1: How did you make this? I
2: imagine that everybody just turns to her like angrily. What?
4: I <laughs> think we're all very, very, very hungry. Yeah. I think that's the problem. Unfortunately for Marcus. We and it still taste good. Uh, you know what? That's true. It tastes delicious.
1: Rose, how did you make this? This all looks so amazing. I don't even know how to do omelets.
0: Mm. She kind of like laughs and says that she's been uh, studying cooking for many years. She's, uh-huh. It's one of her favorite pastimes. She says she doesn't normally get to cook with meat all that often, though. This was a rare treat for her.
2: You and Kelly should whip something up together. You're both fantastic, sis.
0: Karis just laughs it off and says that she only learned to cook because it was sort of a necessity. She doesn't really have much passion for it.
1: Do you not enjoy eating? Do you not like my food?
2: <coughs>
3: <coughs> your 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 food is
1: You're the only one that Edible. told me that Vera likes everything <laughs> that's all
3: Vera has no standard.
0: Exactly <laughs> So the goulet burgers came out tender and juicy and wonderful. They are Seasoned with, it's almost like a barbecue glaze on them. They're really, really lovely, and the bread adds a nice little crunch.
3: Did you just say these are burgers? Uh huh.
0: What? Yeah, she she made boulet burgers and oh, they're, they're the bourgeoisie. bourgeoisie, and they're spectacular. <laughs> the
1: burger right. class, you know?
0: Yeah, and they're uh, they're <laughs> spectacular. She says that she doesn't normally get to, to cook with meat though, because I mean. Belle doesn't eat it.
1: Ah, she's a vegetarian then.
0: She nods. She's just never really had a taste for the stuff.
1: Makes sense. <laughs> what? I don't know. Uh, there's not a lot of mediators from where I'm from. It's just kind of normal, I guess. I- in my opinion. No, but,
0: but is Bella that not normal? But Belle isn't half elf.
1: But isn't most people veget? Like this is actually a thing where <laughs> I mean, it's just going over Soul's I mean, head. Me, <laughs> so I, I,
2: I can't dance? get enough of the stuff. She's plenty built for, you know, not going off of any protein.
1: Plants have plenty of proteins in them actually. Oh, maybe. Really? Oh, thank you. Yes, actually, most of our peasants wouldn't probably exist if it wasn't for the fact that there was a good distribution of proteins in many of our plants. As you can see. <laughs> for some
2: well, reason that is just staring <laughs> off into space just
1: nodding. Mhm. Mm-hmm. If I had a book about it currently, oh, the things I could show you of how many things we could eat.
2: Oh, I think so, a couple of lentils you could use. Oh,
1: Does Marcus do that at the table?
3: I am just excited about these burgers. These are delicious. They're fantastic. Well, thank
0: you very much. They are they are delicious. It's really not that difficult of a recipe, but thank you for enjoying it all the same. Still amazing. She goes back in the kitchen and comes back out a moment later with a large bowl and uh, hands it to Belle. Belle kind of, like, smiles and gives Rose a little pat on top of the head. Sits in a corner and starts eating
4: it. The bowl.
2: I was
0: tired what was in the bowl? But yeah.
4: Okay, all I heard was a bowl, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe, uh, maybe it's like a veggie bowl.
1: I don't know. Do you want to eat with us, Belle?
4: She kind of looks
0: at you confused. Like you're you're all in the same room.
3: Isn't she already eating with us?
0: She she, she,
1: she went off to a corner.
0: She stands up and like takes a few steps closer to you. stands there holding <laughs> the bowl and keeps eating out of it. So she was Never a little far away, birthday. so now now she's standing closer to you all eating. She doesn't want to sit down with us? There's only a couple of benches in the room, and they're not really arranged around, like, a table or anything. So, like, th- this is not a place designed to handle a lot of guests.
1: Gotcha. So, so we'll sit on the ground so that
0: like it's, a, it's can a, have a chair. I'm, I'm fine to stand, really, please.
1: Well, okay. I just wanted to make sure you, everyone was included in our little dinner. It, it's fine. Soul probably only eats half the burger, and in the meantime, they'll play some music for everyone while they're eating.
0: Rose will sing along. If it's a song <gasps> Yay! If, if it's a song that she knows, which she knows some of them but not
2: all of them. If Soul gets up to perform the music, then when they're not looking, Livette's gonna snag a bit of the remaining burger and feed it to Zero.
1: <laughs> Soul's probably just stayed on the ground but is playing.
2: Okay, then.
0: So Belle kind of sits down near the group. You, you get a look in the bowl, and it seems to be like a mix of almost like a trail mix. So it's mostly like nuts and grains. Oh. Huh. And she's just eating it dry. She kind of asks So, um, what do you all do?
2: Uh, Hot well, How do you put it gently?
1: We just kind of go things? around helping people, I guess. Um, well, uh,
2: help. We try to help. No, no, help. We take care of problems.
1: Yeah, we help people.
2: Sometimes people have problems. Hmm. I lean over
4: to
3: Lovett.
1: You just described
3: a mercenary.
1: Okay, I guess that's do well for
3: it. I mean, we are many times compensated. That's true. Mercenary sounds about right. Adventures, I guess you could call it.
1: I feel like when we first started traveling, I would have labeled myself as a thrill seeker, but not so much anymore. No? No, I, um, I really want to end this all.
2: Wait, wait, what? So, it's okay, you have friends.
1: Uh, I meant with the guy that we have issues with. Oh, Oh, Biff? (laughs) (laughs) I wish.
3: I haven't seen him in forever, so.
1: Oh, man. When he married me, though, that was kind of annoying, and yet oddly endearing. But I still hate him.
0: (laughs) Oh, you're married? Rose will keep up. And you, you hate your husband? What? You said you don't like the guy that married you.
1: Yes, the one who did the ceremony.
0: Oh. Well, who's your husband, then?
1: His name's Gro. He's from my village. He was, uh, kind of from the streets. Where I grew up, and I kind of pretended not to be a me, and we ended up being pretty close friends because of that, just being around each other, playing and stuff. I kind of ran away from my home life for a while, but recently we kind of got back together and became close again, and then we got married.
0: Oh, well that sounds really nice. Yeah. So, Belle will peep up again. So, um, what do each of you do, I guess? I, I, I get it, you're, you're adventurers.
1: What, what, what do you mean? Uh, I play music? She
0: nods. What about the rest of you?
3: I'm the high druid for Melifera the Lesser. I go around, I try to find uh, people who, will, who are capable of uh, her cause, who would benefit from worshipping her. She nods. I help some. So I help some.
1: Come on, Vera. You're very charming. Be nicer to yourself. You're quite the lady.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Vera froze her brow. What? What?
1: Sorry. Never mind. Anyways.
2: I'm a... i am just kind of plot a big guy. I just dug it on.
4: I I look at Marcus. Well, I believe I'm a uh, cleric of the goddess Eden. And I make sure these... I make sure these ingrates don't die. <sighs> I'm complicated. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: half-minotaur looks over to her half-elf girlfriend and then back at you. Yep. Yeah.
1: Like, okay, sure. See, this one
4: I get. This one I get.
1: Harris?
0: She's sort of like partially comatose from the vast amount of food she just ate. <laughs> Aww. She's like she's like sitting comfortably up against the wall, like she's sitting against the wall, kind of like leaning back with her eyes closed, one hand on her stomach, and she says that she's never had food quite like that. She to pop a buckle, maybe.
4: <laughs> Get to stretch your pants.
0: Um, I, well, I mostly hang around these people because they saved my life a couple times, and they said they would help me learn about what I need to learn. It's um. It's difficult to explain, but uh, they're the closest thing I have to a family, so...
1: That's because we are your family, silly.
0: She smiles, closes her eyes, and leans it back against the wall.
1: (laughs) And that's the story of us.
0: Well, you're a strange group, but I wish you luck. Thank you. She stands up, sets the bowl on the counter, says don't have much in the way of bedding, but it's warm
2: near the furnaces in the back. It's especially while I'm next to the panels now. Ah, I got that. Alright, that's about what that deserved.
1: What is the temperature at night here anyways? It's
0: probably pretty chilly out.
1: <laughs> okay, so during the day it was ninety, but
0: Mm-hmm. And it was also a different area you were in? Okay. It's possible that area has some sort of oddity about it.
1: Okay. So what what would 40s being chilly or are Uh, we at the like 20s to 10s it's
0: it's probably between 20 and 30 out currently
1: okay so below freezing
0: yeah it's below freezing outside gotcha only during the night though okay during the day it's probably in the 40s so it's just a 20 degree swing overnight but anyway she says it's warm near the forges and if you need anything let her know but she's gonna go to bed
1: nighty night
0: she walks up the stairs Rose is still sitting there, sitting with the group.
1: Uh, Rose,
3: do you know what the fastest route to get to a port city is from here?
0: Oh, uh, sure. One second. She, she walks over to behind the counter and starts rustling through some things. She sets down a map of Parthenay in front of you. And she says, well, we're here in, in Tule. She points to where it is on the map. Well, the, the fastest way to get there would be to go southeast on the road and get to Clisson, and then from there take that northeast to Alnay, and then from there go north to Chalun-sur-Mer. That will get you to the port, and from there you can well you're you're going to Dereham, right? Yes. Yeah. You're not really going to be able to charter a boat to that. Parthenay and Dereham aren't really friendly to each other, so we don't oh. really we don't really have trade with them. So you can't exactly charter a boat to go there. You, I'm not sure how you're going to get there, but you can find a boat there. I mean, I'm not sure what you can do with one, but I don't know of any shipping or travel that goes there very often.
1: Ooh, do we have to buy our own boat, I wonder? <laughs>
3: Maybe. Pretty fucking dope. <laughs> Will that be the name
2: of the boat? Pretty, Pretty fucking dope. dope? Yeah.
3: It's a working title. Hmm.
0: It, just be careful. I've heard a lot of stories about Daraham. You hear a lot of things like that growing up around here, but I don't know how much of it's true and how much of it's fake, but they don't sound like good people.
2: Well, we know how to have the But what are the stories?
0: Well, I mean, it all starts with their leader, their, that queen of theirs.
1: She's awful. Hmm. What has she done?
0: I mean, I've heard different stories, but m- mostly eating children. What that's, that seems to be the Maybe one that's told the popcorn. most is that to to extend her life she
2: eats babies. Hmm. Huh. Well, none of us are children, so that should be okay.
1: But it A couple fuels, of us are children's size. Well I mean <laughs> it, it does no.
0: fuel her wicked powers that she uses to sized? that she uses to try to infiltrate and destroy Parthenae. I mean we catch spies all the time.
3: Wait, how do these spies get here?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, the spies get dropped off by boats from Dereham. Well, they have boats from Daraham? Sure, but it's not like they stop at ports.
1: Hmm. They'll,
0: they'll take them to the coast and then they'll row them to the shore. And and then the spies try to infiltrate and they end up gathering information and plotting and assassinating. It's, it's really terrible. Dereham has been just the worst.
1: All right, well, I guess we have to to Port City then and just go there.
0: I mean, are you sure you have to go to Dereham? It's yes, pretty awful
4: we there. Much worse yeah. places to go. We've been to pretty awful places already, so what's
0: one more? Just watch out for the spies. The The lich-blooded are dangerous folks.
3: The lich-blooded? She nods. Are
0: all the spies liches? Mm- no, no, they're, they're lich-blooded.
3: What, what does that mean? Because um, it seems quite awful.
0: Let me, how does it, how to say this? Because she's trying to translate into villish. She's trying to find the words. So, z- z- how you say... Fuck that. <laughs> given the z- blood of the queen?
1: Note to self, do not take blood.
0: Yeah, she says that the, the spies are all known as the Lich-blooded. They're people who have drank the blood of the Queen to get power.
2: The spies are all dangerous. Does the Queen, have that's what makes this possible.
1: I assume that's because she's a Lich.
2: <laughs> well, I have look at Karis. Is that how that will? Karis shrugs. I know literally
0: nothing about Lichdom. Well, that's not true. I've never met a Lich. I've never heard of their blood being used to empower people before, but she thinks about it. It is theoretically possible. Really? Why? What is in this blood? How do well, they just
2: keep that blood?
0: Well, some of them can... They have corpse-like exteriors. Some of that corpse-like exterior could be ichor or possibly coagulated blood. She starts thinking about it more deeply. If they could find some way to infuse energy into that
3: coagulated
0: blood and Feed it to someone. I mean, if it didn't kill them outright, it's possibly that?
2: some sort of. She goes
0: and starts mumbling and just becomes incomprehensible.
2: I mean, if you're <laughs> going to China, you see the analogy, and why not use like communion crackers?
0: So Rose pipes up. Just if you go there, just be careful. Those spies, I've only ever heard terrible things.
1: Soul holds out their pink. I promise.
2: Rose looks at it confused.
1: It, does no one do this? <laughs>
2: Is that what the crisscross applesauce is? Is that the thing? No, crisscross applesauce. Oh, that's applesauce. what it is?
1: No, that's when you sit down and Sol just sits down and does their crisscross applesauce. This is crisscross applesauce. I thought, I
2: thought, thought that was criss- called double dutch. You click criss- no. your finger and they cross their finger and they click... Criss- that's a pinky swear. You, you're, it's a swell.
1: I thought these were polite. Oh, I've oh. never heard of No, no, no. It's when Sol just kind of takes Rosa's hand <laughs> and... <laughs> it just makes them pretty much do. <laughs> so when you do this, you promise the other person that you will do whatever the promise is pretty much. but it's it's more defined. it's it's more trustworthy. it's 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 more significant because you're holding them.
2: Is, is that, is you know is it magic, magic? Do
4: you know, I think it's, I got a spell that could compel them to do the to, to, there do is the, no to compelling.
1: <laughs> it's just like faith.
2: Well, I am glad I learned about the criss-cross sauce. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs>
2: and the,
3: of the pinkies.
1: Boy, boy, are you making it tough to let me have you guys come to the official wedding. Oh my god. <laughs>
3: I mean, I'm so confused.
1: And what is the purpose of throwing
4: the bouquet?
1: What? Is this purpose of
4: the I, heard, I think I heard something about throwing a bouquet. Throwing a bouquet? Is, is it the, when? Is it, well. Is, is the bouquet enchanted? Does it, it confer some sort of power afterwards?
1: I'm going to bed. Good night. We will be apparently... safe. I promise, Rose.
0: All right. Well, it. Whatever else happens, it. It was really good to meet you.
1: It was good to meet you too.
0: She gets up and heads upstairs.
1: Soul grabs her hand real quick. Yes. And then just pulls her into a hug. She returns it. Sweet dreams, little sis. You too. Thanks. She marches
0: herself upstairs leaving a lot of you alone.
3: So how are we going to get over there? It's my question.
1: Yeah, the only thing I can think of is buying our own boat if they don't even make court there.
3: Or hiring. But then how do we get back is my other concern.
1: We'd have to boat back. There are no druid circles in that area, right?
3: No, i sure I would have at least been able to feel it. Okay. And I'm quite new to the uh, ley lines, so I don't really know. I don't really know.
1: Well, if we see one, we'll at least know.
3: It's true. It
2: sure would be helpful, though. Uh, Sorry, also let me know when it's a good time to give you your...
1: Whenever it's fine. Whenever you're comfortable.
2: Would now be fine?
1: Sure. Okay, well...
2: So it's a slightly larger music box. It's like pentagonal. Each side has a different symbol on the top, and then they also have a a word on the side of each side. And if you... Open up the side. They each have like a hinge at the top corner, and you can open up the side, and it will play the song corresponding to the person whose symbol is for. Because there's a symbol for each of us, except for Soul, and it is the songs that Soul wrote for everybody for the soul uh-huh. It plays like those in the music box, and there's a key in the top. And if you turn that four times, then all of the top opens up, and it plays the. I was going to make an original song that Lavette made, but I think that would actually make more sense to be the lullaby that Soul sang to Lavette.
1: Interesting. Okay, cool.
2: The symbols, I wasn't totally 100% sure what to use.
1: Is the apple Marcus?
2: That's what I was thinking. I figured that Eden apples, I don't know
1: if that's like a holy thing for them. <laughs> I was actually like, forbidden fruit, soul-sucking demon? I don't know. <laughs>
2: The circle with the arrow. That
1: one's Charis.
2: Yeah, that's supposed to look like one of the demonic symbols, because I was just going off of how I remember the dice thing looking, the meteor.
1: Gotcha. Did you actually put a demonic symbol? Whoops!
2: Uh, Yeah, she did.
1: (laughs) Soul smiles at it.
2: But uh, she says that she has a replacement card for that one. (laughs) Which she does. That she made as a backup, in case this would happen. Way back then.
0: Okay. What does each side say? Did they you just cast a race? I've just done that symbol.
1: Uh huh.
2: They have the thing that they were about, so, like, how Soul said, like, this song is about belonging, this song is about family. That's just the word on each space.
1: So, did Vera get religion?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought Vera got faith.
1: Okay.
3: just bees on it. It's yeah. just a bee
1: <laughs> picture instead yeah. of a word. <laughs>
3: And the bee's smiling again. God it's damn it. Super
2: B, and it's smiling, and it says good, but it's spelled wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lovat. This is so sweet. You're welcome. Great. Thank you, Lovette. Soul stows it away in their bags. All right. Any other actions? Yeah. Marcus, you wanted to talk to me, didn't you?
4: I feel like you're displacing your displeasure for how your father's acted onto us. My,
1: My father's own. a great person.
4: As evidence with your half-sister, a philanderer.
1: He loves her.
4: Does love normally involve visiting?
1: Well, there are always opportunities when you're a diplomat. There are certain places you have to go for the job. But he always sent the money to make sure that she was safe.
4: Beardy, does where we currently are look like somebody who has disposable money?
0: Well, I mean, if what Rose is telling you is true, then she's never really wanted for anything. She's never gotten hungry, uh, according to her her own admission. So, like, her and her mom were set up. Now, her mom died a while ago, and she's been living on her own, and now her and and Belle live together. The shop seems like it's in good repair, and it's a decent place.
4: So, but uh, they could be just making their own money. It's possible, sure. Okay. Essentially, we can't say for sure, I guess.
0: Well, yeah, you never Um, asked her if she still received a stipend or not.
4: All this tells me is that your father was responsible. Nothing more, nothing less. I don't see any pictures or letters from home saying, now, this is just the shops. I, I don't know if it would be appropriate to have it hanging, but it certainly doesn't seem like they're really part of your father's life. So,
1: your... soul's mouth kind of twitches upward to betray a smile for a second. And then they have, like, a very flat face.
4: So, I can't imagine the emotions that you're going through at the moment. Or what you went through when you were went outside and then came back in. But I know I'd be pissed. It'd just be another thing that I'd have to try to justify. But, please, don't take your emotions out on your family.
1: Us. I'm not... I was getting rid of evil Simp. You... <laughs> Tried to stop me. This has nothing to do with my dad or my family.
3: What are you talking about?
1: Oh, I was burning the old vampire book.
3: Oh, okay. See? I mean, There's books, right?
1: Yeah, with evil symbols in them. Like There
3: would be in the book burning. I mean, they already uh, destroyed a tree for him.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's
3: already dead.
4: Information, like Levett says, cannot be positive nor negative in a lot of instances. We could have used this information... You know, we don't even know what we could have used this information for. Uh, yeah. It's it's the potential that's that it could have been useful in the future for us. And I just don't like to see information being just tossed away.
3: The, I mean, the most information that we could have gotten from it, we got because we gave them to Karis.
1: Yeah. We she didn't did.
3: really understand much of what was in there to begin with.
1: She read through them.
3: Karis.
4: Karis is, is having a meat coma, right?
0: Yeah, she's kind of in a, like a food coma currently.
4: I turned Karis. you. God damn it.
0: Mm, what? Even, damn it. What? <coughs> she kind of opens leery eyed. What? What's going on? Are we under attack They're again?
1: They're mad because I burned. Uh, the. Uh, what was his name? Warner? Warren. Warren? <laughs> Warren's Karis, old immediately books. Shudders. Yeah, I burned his old books because they were blasphemous.
0: What? I mean. There was a lot of information in those books. You already read through it. I mean, yeah, I did. And yeah, I have a photographic memory, but still.
1: (laughs) Look, they have the evil symbols in there, and it's part of my duty to get rid of them.
0: uh, I mean, it's not the worst thing ever, because I can recreate them if we really need them again. So it's fine.
4: I'm not saying consult us or anything, but before you destroy anything, just at least, not check with us, but just give us the respect of asking. Just letting us know, okay? Give us the opportunity to let our feelings know.
1: I'll think about it.
4: Wow. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Sorry, my inner dad just had a big spasm. <laughs> like it, it felt like a cramp. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Huh. Oh okay. Give me a second.
1: <laughs> For out of character though. Yeah. There is this odd sense of happiness that Soul feels that their dad wasn't in full contact and it's really terrible.
4: Out of character that what you just said really kind of just, just twerked me really hard. <laughs> just I, twerked. Just just twerked. <laughs>
1: It twerked in my fight. The I'll think about it part or the they yes. were okay that Rose wasn't actually in contact? No, with it. the no, the, the the I'll
4: think about it.
3: It's so bad. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. oh.
0: oh. could someone explain this to me, because I'm not
4: understanding.
3: Why why that's bad?
4: It's a very it's, it's a very, very like,
3: mystery. I don't give a shit about you kind of thing to say. It's
4: a very okay. teenager kind of response to gotcha. uh, okay. A, okay. a parent who's pouring out okay. his, like... Okay, I didn't
0: know if I was missing a pun or something. All right, never mind. Oh,
4: no, 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 no no pun. Just, that was very bitchy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was, all right, that's fair. Very bitchy. Gotcha. <laughs> Bravo.
1: Am I playing a teenager white, guys? <laughs> oh, God.
4: <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> it takes all of Marcus's diplomacy not to not to 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 screw And he doesn't on have a, a lot of that. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Uh <we're> actually <laughs> actually actually although I'm not, I'm not good at it, Marcus is phenomenal at it.
1: Really? I have a pl- I have a plus 8. Oh, honey.
3: <laughs> beesh, <fish>, please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fuck off then. What's I have yours? a plus 14. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fine. Lavette's yeah, is sure. higher than mine, though. I think I mean, she has a plus why, why 19 is? or something. Diplomacy? Um, I think you have a plus 19 or something. Okay. okay. <laughs> we'll just, go with uh, that. I, I just thought it was, like, really high the last time I saw it. So Yeah, it was. Well, last time we
2: checked. I, I, I did, it was really high. I'm super diplomatic. It's higher than that. Yep.
4: Oh, okay. <laughs> nods, nods. Sure, yes. That's, that's right. <laughs> oh, anyway. The meat is finally getting to Marcus's head. I am going to find some place to sleep.
0: Okay. The warmest place on the first floor is in the forging room, because the smelter is running right now. So there's, like, a nice fire in there, and it's just extra warm.
4: Let's go in the forge. Take a sleep. Take a food coma.
0: Okay. So I guess the party will find places to tuck in for the night. So the party sleeps, and that's going to take us to the dawn of the 27th of January. And we'll go ahead and set this for 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. And probably call it a day.
2: Thanks for listening. As always, special thanks to Protagonist for the theme music, and Emily Roll for Fantasy for this episode's soundtrack. Interested in following us on social media? Do so on Twitter at checkpleased or want to support the podcast and be part of the Czech Republic. Go to our Patreon under Kinesia. Until next time.